behind her and walked toward the house, then swung open the front door, it was unlocked, of course, and went inside. The whole house was lit up, every bulb on, and he felt a smile creep onto his face. She'd always been like that, wasteful of the good things. After a minute he saw her appear again in front of the window, just a dark, slight shape passing by. He stood there for a long time, watching the light spill out into the gathering dusk before he had the courage to open the gate and step inside. Then he stood a little longer, camouflaged behind a huge tree in the yard, watching her pass back and forth. She was setting the table. The rain began pelting down in one of its earnest downpours. She didn't reappear. He was cold to the bone and began to shiver, but still he couldn't bring himself to go to the door. He went around to the back of the house instead, knowing he might be arrested as a peeping Tom, and wouldn't that be a fine reunion? He brushed the thought away, found a spot behind an evergreen shrub that sheltered him from view. The light spilled out from the window here, too, making an arc before him. He was careful to stand back from its borders. She wasn't five feet away from him, and she seemed so close that were it not for the glass between them, he thought he could have reached out and touched her. He peered intently, looking for traces of the woman he'd known, the angular cheeks, the haunted, hungry eyes. He saw none of these. This woman had a soft, calm face, and the part of her he could see above the sink looked strong and substantial. Her hair was still thick, hanging down past her shoulders, and while he watched, she stopped her work, twirled the ends together in a makeshift braid, and tossed it behind her. He watched the firm movements of her arms, sure and competent as she did whatever it was she was doing working on something below his line of vision. She lifted it up, and he saw what it was. It was a pie. Daniel shook his head in disbelief. A pie? When had Lenore learned to make a pie? She could barely make coffee when he'd seen her last. He frowned, suddenly seeing the obvious. This was not the same Lenore. This was someone new. This was someone different, and it was that one silly thing, seeing that she had made a pie, that made his hubris clear to him. He had a sudden realization of the years that had passed. Years. Long years. And Lenore had lived them just as he had. Her years had been full of people he didn't know, experiences he hadn't shared. What had he thought? That she would be where he had left her, still waiting? That time had somehow rendered her as frozen and unchanged as she'd remained in his mind? What right did he have to come here now, even for this brief errand? Who did he think he was to appear like this, apologetic, shredded life in hand? He looked up again. She was gone, and unaccountably he felt a sense of loss, but then she was back, leaning over the sink, and he saw her face again. He relaxed. She looked happy, contented. Her cheeks were fuller than they'd been years before, and flushed a little, maybe from the heat of the kitchen. She still had the dimple in her chin.
Her lips were moving, and he wondered if she was singing or talking to herself. She always used to sing while she worked, he recalled, though the memory was a vague and misty recollection of those years. That life he'd shared with her seemed long ago and far away. He saw himself in the reflection of the window, a tall dark shape against the darker lines of the thick evergreen tree. And it was odd, but he didn't recognize himself any more than he recognized her. He felt the same sensation of looking hard and trying to see something familiar. She turned and spoke to someone, smiled. Who was it? Daniel wondered, feeling a flash of jealousy toward whoever had come into the room and lit her face. He tried to imagine himself walking into that room, that it was he who had made her face brighten. A chill wind blew sharply, rustling what was left of the leaves on the trees and tinkling the wind chimes. A dog barked. The back door of the house next door opened. A man came out, opened the garbage can, and deposited a sack of trash, and that small event made Daniel realize it was time for him to make a decision. He must do one thing or the other. Creep away into the shadows, go back to the bus station, call from there, and arrange a meeting. Or go to the door and knock. She disappeared again, and the loss jolted him to a decision. He had to at least hear her voice before he left, to put sound with the picture in this last scene. It seemed wrong, somehow, to not remove that thick insulation of silence that had padded the years between them. He slowly walked back around the house to the front porch. He stood there before the dark red door. He heard his own ragged breath, the steady pelt of the rain, the faint tinkling of the wind chimes, the leaves rustling in the wind. Her umbrella was by his feet, half open, leaning tipsy against a huge pot of pansies. A child's pull toy lay on its side beside a green watering can. A few leaves scuttled across the porch and lodged against it. He stared down at his shoes and breathed hard, as if preparing himself for some great feat of physical endurance or courage. Then quickly, before he could change his mind, Daniel raised his hand and knocked. Chapter 1 1988 Everyone wondered why he had chosen her. Lenore thought about that as she peeled the potatoes, a sloppy job she usually rushed through, taking off half the potato along with the skin. She hated peeling potatoes, but Scott had asked for french fries, and Daniel said he would make them from scratch if Lenore would peel the potatoes. She would rather peel an onion than a potato any day of the week. The misery was sharper, but it was over more quickly. Their own friends didn't wonder, she told herself without conviction, watching the thick brown chunks of skin fly off and stick to the sides of the sink. She should be doing this over the garbage can. She cut her eyes over to see if Daniel was noticing her sloppiness. He was busy prodding the electric can opener with a screwdriver. He looked like Scott when he frowned like that. Lenore went back to the potatoes. 
It was mostly Daniel's actor friends and the people he worked with at the restaurant who thought they were an odd couple. But what did they know? Still, her stomach twisted as she remembered how their eyebrows would arch up a tiny hair, a millimeter or so, when Daniel made the introductions, smoothly and without hesitation. This is my son Scott, and this is Lenore. Letting them draw whatever conclusions they might after a quick look at Daniel, tall and fit and gorgeous, and then at her, thin, pale, too much plain brown hair, a weird chin. Not beautiful. Definitely not beautiful. Then would come the look, a slight squint, a clouding of the eyes with confusion. It was followed, if they were kind, by a swift recovery, an extension of the hand, a rolling on of the social stream, the wake from the slight ripple easily smoothed. But they wondered, and she knew it. It bothered her and made her even more insecure, sent her to the mirror where she inspected her frail ribs, her flat chest, her too wild hair with something between resignation and despair. It made her feel hollow inside, hungry for something only Daniel was serving. It was probably just the visit to her mother's this afternoon that had put her over the edge, she told herself, regretting again that she had consented to wear one of her sister's cut-down dresses to the party. The party. Her stomach began twisting at the thought of it, even though it was weeks away. Movie stars would be there, agents and producers. Daniel had somehow gotten an invitation, and she had the suspicion that he had been planning on going alone.